0: Would you all like to see exclusive content, behind-the-scenes content, some of my bloopers, all of the funny stuff, all the stuff I really don't want you to see? Then tune in to my Patreon. The link is below. Enjoy the show. All praises, Father God, Mother Universe. I thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me to experience and co-create this life with you and my children, and the world. Every person that comes into your life is co-creating your life with you, and every person that is there, be it for a lifetime or a season, is necessary. Here's to a lifetime of experience. Love and light. Later. Hey, everybody. So, today I am joined with two beautiful ladies that I actually have some history with. So... I really appreciate that all of my guests have I have a personal connection with them one way or another. Um, So today I'm so thankful to welcome Danielle Bowers, real estate broker, and Octavia Nicholas, real estate agent.
1: Welcome, ladies. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for having us, Rashonda. Thank
0: (laughs) you. Thank you. Thank you. So this is the Painful Truth podcast. um, For anyone who doesn't know, and this is where we have. Um, sometimes hard conversations with good people, you know, just talking about life and just how we get through it. Ultimately, the goal is to show that everybody goes through something and um, how we get through to that other side. you know I'm kind of like my mantra mantra is feel the love, follow the light, through the pain. So <laughs> <laughs> So first thing I want to talk about, I always start off every show with my painful truth in the moment. And so my painful truth in this moment, um, I just recently went through an eviction. And so um, just I just feel like that's just something that is, can be shameful, um, embarrassing, and hard to talk about. And so I wanted to, uh, I said I wasn't going to do this, and I'm not. (laughs) Let me wiggle my toes. (laughs) Yes. So I just wanted to, um, number one, let people know that it's just what it is. It's in that moment. That's just what it is, and you got to get through it. So how do you get through? And this is how I'm getting through it. Okay. So I kind of, the idea for this kind of came in the process of that. And my spirit just said, you got to do this. Like you cannot lose sight of what you're doing right now, because if you do, who knows when you'll get back to it or if you ever will, you know what I mean? And so so I thought that this would be just a just a great opportunity for me to share my painful truth and to kind of just set the tone for what I'm trying to do here. Um, I'm winging it, to be quite honest. And but I'm okay with that. You know, because I feel good about it. It makes me feel good. So I'm so thankful to have you all here today. And with that being said, um, where like one of the things, because we briefly talked about it already. And you said that it may take about two years, which was kind of like, oh, okay, That was kind of like hope for me, Mm -hmm. because I was thinking that it may take a lot longer. But just kind of really briefly for someone who is going through that Like, where should their thoughts be? Where should they start on getting back on track?
1: I think it's really important to start with mental health. Girl. That's your first step. Girl. Uh, Because (laughs) without having the right mindset, that's in Mm -hmm. anything. Anything you jump into. You say you're winging it, but you're doing it. Yeah. And doing it is the best step. Yeah. Just get your mindset right first, right? So you have to change the the urgency of, so most people get evicted. Um, I'm gonna like have to shift this around. Most people get evicted because they're either lost a job, right, Mm -hmm. or um, the rent went up and they can't afford it, but they couldn't renew, you know, they had to renew or couldn't go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, It could be because they lost, you know, people lose their jobs, people get separated, and then Mm -hmm. it goes from two incomes to one income. Mm -hmm. There's so many different things, medical exactly. issues. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's nothing to be ashamed of. Right. Everyone screws up every right. now and then. Right. So no one's perfect. If, if somebody is perfect on this earth, we know Jesus Christ is here and we're all in trouble, right? <laughs> we better get right. Right. So until then, just get your mindset right and say, okay, I messed up mm-hmm. now. Let's go ahead and get a plan right. and let's get going. And yes, right. it can take about two years. Right. So once you've, You've come to terms with yourself, beat yourself up enough, just be thankful that you got out of it and you're moving forward. Right. Get your credit straight. Okay. So an eviction is gonna stay on your credit, right? Mm-hmm. So what you have to do is rebuild your rental history. Mm-hmm. Find a, a private owner. Right. Uh, because a lot of apartment complexes or you know, the listings we have in, for rentals online, even Zillow, all those places, right? Right. Um, they're not going to want to have somebody with an eviction on there. It right. doesn't matter. Whatever sob story you give them, they'll be like, next applicant, right? right. They are not. Right. They don't care about the story. Exactly. So find a private owner to rent from. Uh-huh. Even a family member may let you rent a room in their home. They can report your rental history. Okay. So you have to do that for at least two years, mm-hmm. right? Um, make sure that you get your credit in order because if you're ready to buy a home after something like an eviction happened, you have to make sure you have at least a 620 credit score. Okay. You're going to need to have two years of tax returns showing mm-hmm. that you have the income to pay for a home. Right. In a certain range, right? So yeah. Depending on how much house you want, you have to make sure your income matches at least three times um, what the the mortgage would be. Yeah. You're going to have to. Um. Rental history. Uh work history, right? You need at least two years of the same job. Uh So when people switch careers, they don't realize that could be, you know, a hindrance to qualifying for a mortgage, even if they have great credit. Right. (laughs) Like if you're not, it, there are just a lot of qualifying factors. And I strongly suggest to all of you out there, if you're looking to uh, buy a home, get with a lender. Your lender is going to tell you everything you need, all the steps that it takes, all the things that it takes to qualify, and that's your best resource. I'm the realtor, right? So mm-hmm. when they when they come to me, we send them right to the lender first. That's okay. the first stop. So they need to go to
0: the lender before <laughs> they come to an agent mm-hmm. or anything.
1: Yes, they really do. The lender is going to look at it, dissect it, and say, you're in good shape or we need to fix this and you'll be good by this time. Okay. And we, we work with a few lenders. We have a preferred lender list and I can share that with you and you Uh can share it with your audience. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Just give yourself two years, get Uh it together, get your mind right and start thinking about, uh, prioritizing. Yes. Yes. (laughs)
0: Getting the ducks in a row.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Thank you. Oh, I appreciate that. (laughs) So you said something that Will lead into my next question. You said that even with changing a career, Mm -hmm. that um, so it really doesn't matter your income or your credit when you change careers. That can affect if you want to buy a home.
1: Yes. Okay. It we've had that happen. I actually Uh had a client get a promotion, Uh but they moved him to a different location, so they needed to move to like Spotsylvania. Right. And they were denied. This man makes about $600,000 a year, right? And still denied because he he changed careers to get a better job, to make even more money. Wow. And they said you have to be there for at least six months. So we lost that house. Wow. Had to wait.
0: Right, right. So six months though, so with that type of situation, six months to a year usually will...
1: So this happened during COVID. Okay. The lenders were so strict during that time because they were afraid of people losing their jobs. Mm -hmm. As a result of COVID, a lot of businesses shut down. Mm -hmm. Um, With that, (laughs) the good news is a lot of people have become entrepreneurs out of that. Right. So people who lost their jobs found other ways to work for themselves and to make money and to use their talents. So. Those people who did that, who started in 2020, 2021, mm-hmm. they need to have that for at least two years to show this is the average income that I have as a result of this new career. Gotcha.
0: Gotcha. Okay. So, so um, going back a little bit, so Danielle and I, we went to high school together. We're 95, class of 95, Huguenot <laughs> South.
1: I'm class of 2000. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's <laughs> Just right. kidding. Just girl.
0: Okay, yes. But that's what we can do from the yes. class of 95. Well, a, a lot of us. We we're so
1: silly for that. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yes. So, um, and so in high school, um,
1: I remember you kind of be you say you were the public speaker that did public speaking. We had a debate against like Atley High School. Uh-huh. They didn't think we were not winning, right? And I went uh-huh. in with the closing argument. Shut it down.
0: Yes,
1: we won. It was so exciting to be like the the public, black school, right? Uh That didn't have a chance, and Uh and we kicked butt. Like it was it was dope. Yeah, yeah, that's cool.
0: (laughs) So, but you say you also went into the military. Yes. So, Mm -hmm. um, talk about that a little bit. Sure. Because I kind of want to talk about your transition into real estate Mm -hmm. because that is not where you started. No. Right. Okay. Okay.
1: So, um, good, good, good stuff. So. When I was in high school, um, it was it was trying for me, coming mm-hmm. from Pennsylvania and then going to um, all private school, all, you know, predominantly white private school. Mm-hmm. People ask me about that a lot. They're like, wow, you went from St. Catharines to Huguenot. Ooh, I bet that was culture shock. Uh-huh. It was, right? It, uh-huh. it was different. Um, and there were a lot of challenges while I was at, at Huguenot, but I made a lot of friends. And over the years, it turned into be a great experience for me. Yeah. In 11th grade, uh, these recruiters came and they just tested everyone. You probably got tested too. I don't even know. They were like, everybody take the ASVAB. We took it. And the lady was like, you could be an underwater brain surgeon. I was like, okay, sure. What do I do next? Right. You know, just 17-year-old kid just reeled right into it. Uh And so I I signed up to join the National Guard. Mm -hmm. And um, so my junior year, I went to basic training, and I came back feeling so empowered because Mm -hmm. I'd been so, um, I don't know, just reserved. Mm -hmm. I was always out, always been outgoing and bubbly, Mm -hmm. but part of me just felt like, you know, you're getting picked on You got to learn how to defend yourself because these girls in high school don't want to talk things out. They want to, they want to Beat you up. Right. It's like, and you don't even know. I'm I'm sorry, I have to get ratchet here for a minute. Go ahead. I love up. the, um, I love Glorilla, right? Yes. <laughs> I love her too. She has this line in her song that's like, you check it for me about some dude I don't even find attractive. And I'm right. like, I love that because why are we fighting over a boy I never even met in my life, right. you know? And right. so those were some of the challenges I faced. And so I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to go get empowered. I came back. I was in shape. I learned so many things, how to fight, how to defend myself, how to shoot. Like, mm-hmm. it was just great. And I, yeah. but I also learned how to be a leader. Yep. And, and from that, I was like, okay. So we had to come back because I did split training, came back my mm-hmm. senior year. Nobody could tell me anything. I was, right. I mean, I was like, I am it. Yeah. Y'all owe me. Y'all all owe me because I am defending this country, That's right? right. <laughs> Just, it was a moment that I think a lot of young girls need who, like, I came from a single family home. It was just my mom and I. And uh-huh. just not having, you know, the male figure in the life or a big brother to, like, step in and protect you. Uh-huh. You have to learn how to do it yourself. Yeah. So just feeling that, it, it was really great. And then so my senior year, when we graduated, everybody went to either college or they went off to start working. I went back. And oops, so sorry. <laughs> I went back to do my second part of my training. okay. And that was in Maryland. And okay. I don't know if you guys heard at the time, we're sharing painful truths. So yes. y'all are getting my pain. Like yes. I dealt with bullying in high school. Then I go to um, my second part of training in the military. And there was this whole big scandal in Aberdeen. Women were getting raped and assaulted. Oh, wow. And it was a trying time for me. It yes. was very challenging. But made it through, yeah. and I was like, you know what, this isn't enough. Uh-huh. I need to be a leader because I was, yep. I was a, a squad leader while I was there. Okay, I was like, this is my, this is my place. Uh-huh. I need to figure out a way to lead and to help people be better because uh-huh. I don't like the way Think people that. get treated. I don't like the way women are undermined, especially yep. in the military. Yep. It's time for me to, you know, step it up. Mm-hmm. So. When all my training was done, I started at VCU, Mm -hmm. and I graduated there uh, with my bachelor's in English. Okay. And um, while I was there, I decided to join the ROTC program since I was already in the National Guard. Right. Let me switch this thing up and become an officer. Uh Uh-huh. Went through some more training. (laughs) (laughs) It's nonstop. So people ask me about, did you ever get deployed? I'm like, no, I was always training somewhere every summer in between school. Um, Uh And so... I became the PT officer, physical training officer for my unit, and it just um, it, 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 made me feel like this is my opportunity to, to have a purpose and to step in and to just do something where I'm guiding people, leading, and I trained all the young. Uh, basically, they gave me all the new hires, right? New uh-huh. hires, new recruits. We called them Rep 63s, and I had to just get them ready. This is what you're going to expect when you go to basic training. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to do this run. Let's get out and run. That's right. what you know. we would do that. I digress because I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> it's okay. So but just so, kept...
0: No, 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 no. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. That's fine. How I got there. Yes. No, we were talking about... Um, we got there because we were talking about your journey to real mm-hmm. estate. Mm-hmm. Um, and...
1: You... I just felt like I got off for a second. But okay. either way... Um, it. So that's that was my role in the military. Mm-hmm. And um, I became a teacher because my degree was in English. I studied education as well, got my master's mm-hmm. in educational leadership. So I taught in the public school sector at Chesterfield County Schools and Richmond Public Schools for a long time. Um, but in between, mm-hmm. this is the, this is the, the, how'd you get into real estate? I was in banking for a long time. I worked at, I worked at, um, I worked at it was called Crestar at the time. Yep, that was I like remember Crestar. my first real job. So I'm in college and I'm working this job three to 12. Mm-hmm. I, I hope this is getting edited so I don't sound like, a <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, I, that's why I said, I digress. I went, I went all the way into all the, the, um, the army stuff and forgot to go back to what happened afterwards. I worked at Crestar as a call center job. And instead of just being customer service, because that's what the job was, I was, like, so annoyed with 3 to midnight getting calls. My account's overdrawn. Getting my money back. What are y'all doing? I'm like, you didn't have any money, but you still swiping that check card. <laughs> like, come on. So instead of, like, getting upset, because if you've ever been in a call center, mm-hmm. you will hear the agents. I'm sorry about to call you guys out. But they'll put the client on mute and be like, oh, this bitch get on my fucking nerve." <laughs> hate this shit, right? You know, they're, like, livid. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not doing that. We're, right. You're not going to disrupt my spirit. That's right. It, so you're cussing me out about something you messed up on. You want the refund. And I am I was solutions-based. Uh-huh. Okay. You're having some overdraft issues. Let's get you an overdraft account. I can transfer gotcha. you to sales. Let's right. get you overdraft protection, $1,000 account in case you mess up. It'll cover it. You don't have to pay any fees. Right. And I did that. I did that. I did that. I did it for months. Uh-huh. And then the president of the bank. I think his name was Book Booker or something like that. It was a weird name. Uh-huh. He came to me and he was like, how are you doing this? Right. What do you do? How, you have more sales than some of our salespeople. Right. And I'm like, finding a solution. And that's uh-huh. what we do in real estate. We try to find solutions for our that's clients. Right. And so they were like, we're going to make a program. They made a whole program. So if you converted your, your customers into a sale, you would get like a little award or whatever. And I was like, oh, And it wasn't even just an award. You got incentives for each sale you made. And I was like, (laughs) cha-ching. I, like, doubled my income, right? Wow. So back then, think about it. We were out of high school, late 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How many 19, 20-year-olds do you know making $36,000 a year back then? Right. You weren't. Yeah. You weren't. You were making, like, $5 an hour. Pretty much. It It was insane. Yeah. So... I was just so excited about that. So I stayed in banking, even though that wasn't what I went to college for. Right. But there was just something about sales and educating customers about right. what they can do to be better and uh-huh. to enterprise off of it. Like, uh-huh. that is the goal. We Nobody works for free. I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> right. I know we volunteer, but nobody wants to just work for free. Absolutely. So it's like, what a great incentive. But that is, so with the banking, um, Crestar turned into SunTrust. And then I switched over and went to First Union, which is now, I think, Wachovia, Wells Fargo. Woo. Uh-huh. We are, girl, we've been around. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, Wachovia is where I left banking and uh-huh. got into real estate. Bought my first house. Okay. 2003. I was excited, newly married, two brand new babies, both uh-huh. under two years old, Ooh. and we bought a house. Uh-huh. And it was... We went through, like, three realtors because okay. they were horrible. Okay. And then we got to our last realtor. Guess who that was? She was a Huguenot alumni, um, Siobhan Sims. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Bless her. I love her. still see her every <laughs> now and then. Um, and I told her, I was like, I think I want to get into real estate. Like, yeah, she helped me man. buy my house, and she was the one who finally got us through. But we had to go through a couple. VA nice. loans were strict. The first house we wanted, the roof wasn't right. The seller didn't want to do it, so we had to start over. Okay. And I liked how patient she was. Uh-huh. And I was like, this is the type of agent that I needed. Right, this, is, right. this is the example. Uh-huh. And so um, I told her, I was like, I think I'm going to do it. So I bought my house in 2003. 2004, I signed up, took the class. I got licensed immediately. Like, went and took that test immediately. So those yep. of you who want to become a realtor, I get this question all the time. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Take the class pass the test, then sit for your state and national test and pass it. Right. Um, some people, it takes a couple times. Uh-huh. If it takes you 10 times to pass it, you might not. <laughs> it might not be a thing for you. Might pump your brakes on that, <laughs> but um, it, it's, I know it's kind of tough. So that's, that's all you have to do really. And then you affiliate yourself with a broker and find a good mentor. Um, so I got into real estate uh-huh. and it was, it was the best thing I ever did. It's, I, Well, I mean, I still had the teaching. Okay. I was still a teacher, taught, um, but did real estate part-time. Uh-huh. So it's, it's kind of, this is why I say, like, people, we, we start something. Mm-hmm. We don't really quite know, like, people who, you know, want to get into it. They get into it part-time and kind of dabble in it. You're right. we playing around with it. It was scary. It's like, do you really quit your job? Right. and go to this. a commission-based job. Right. And I think people don't really understand that. When you go into a, a sales job and you mm-hmm. don't get a paycheck, mm-hmm. it's up to you to make sure you collect the check. Absolutely. It means you have to get up and do the work. You got to make mm-hmm. the phone calls. You have to go knock on doors. You have to do marketing. Mm-hmm. You can't be a secret agent, right? You right. can't just, uh, you have to get out there. You have to tell the public who you are. Tell them what you're doing. Give them knowledge. Share everything you learn. Right. Share it with them. Don't yep. be afraid. If somebody steals your stuff, that's be. It's a compliment. Yeah. Right? Yep. Just just take it as <laughs> I did something. You liked it. You ripped it off. Yay. Yes. Exactly. It's it's it should be a good thing. Not oh, they trying to be like me. That's yeah. So stupid. Get over that, y'all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I just um I got into it my first year. I was Rookie of the Year at Long & Foster. Okay. Yeah. I I rocked it. Like, the day I passed my test, I was on the phone calling people. I'm a realtor now. Hello. (laughs) That's right. And still a teacher. I wasn't teaching then. Okay. Okay. So, I just... This is when I was at Wachovia. Okay. In banking. Okay. So, I did that. I was just in banking, and I did real estate part-time, and then I got into a point where I was making more money in real estate than... At the, the, bank. the call center, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm just going right. to go all in. And I went all in. And that, that year, so I got my license in 05, 2006, I made Rookie of the Year. Wow. Because I just, I killed it. I went after subdivisions. I went after everything. I've I was no like, I that. want it. I'm chasing it. Yep. And I went for it. So this is what happened. Let me tell y'all, you <laughs> all know, everybody knows, 2008. Uh-huh. The phones were going crazy. Right. We had deals in escrow. Okay. We had buyers freaking out. The market crashed.
0: Right, right, right.
1: Like, people think we're we're going through a recession now and the market's going to crash and it's going to be horrible. No, that's not happening. Okay. We just, we had a rate increase. Right. Like, that was craziness because of COVID. The pandemic yeah. brought on those low rates. Right. The feds, you know, they buy mortgage bonds or they don't. And when they buy it so that the rates get down to the how low they were, mm-hmm. it's like people went crazy and they were buying everything up, getting into houses with basically no interest payment almost, like 2% okay. interest.
0: Right. What is that?
1: You're really just paying principal taxes and insurance and just a little bit of interest. And it was just so easy for people to qualify for homes and to qualify for more homes. Mm-hmm. Well, in 2008, it was different because... Okay. And here's this is this is painful for a lot of people who purchased during that time. Uh-huh. The market was insane between '05 and '07. People were selling houses like they were now for ridiculous amounts. Property values tripled, quadrupled for some. Okay. But because there were some fraudulent mortgage practices going on, there were people getting approved for houses that had no business getting approvals. Gotcha. Lenders were charging these. Back in fees, origination fees to mm-hmm. the clients, and we're making a killing off of these buyers. It was like predatory lending that was going on. Okay. Then there were loans where you had, you know, a five percent interest rate for five years, and then oh, balloon payment. It's all due right now. Right. And that's where we lost so many. Oh. It, it was tragic. Yeah. You. There were foreclosures. Everywhere they, right. there were just so many, and a lot of investors were able to fill their portfolio as a result of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, different type of crash. So, in 08, the crash happened. I actually just went through a divorce, okay. Um, the year before that, so I'm like, I have two babies, right? And it's just me. And I went from like, I'm just gonna. Uh, back then I think I went from like 56,000 a year to 18,000 a year.
0: Yeah.
1: So how am I going to take care of my babies? Right. It was tough. Yeah. So when you said you've been through an eviction and you didn't know. I've never been through an eviction, but I had to sell my house because yeah. I got divorced. Yeah. So we're in an apartment and I'm a realtor, yeah. right? That was hard. Yeah. And I was like I got to figure this out. I was still working. I was still out there trying to make a sale happen. And one of my clients happened to be a guy that I tutored when I was at VCU.
2: Okay. He needed
1: help with the Spanish. Okay. He, he's uh, Drake. Um, <laughs> Thank you for being that blessing that I needed. I believe God is always looking out for us. Absolutely. So the market crash income dropped tremendously. I'm still out there selling a house here and there. Mm-hmm. And he was, I, I was um, looking at one of his rental properties that he wanted me to, to list. And he was like, you know, you tutored me back when we were at VCU and you have your degree in English. Can you come teach at our school? And I was like, oh, sure, right? why not? It's perfect. And I could still do real estate when I get out of school. And that's where it started. So, 08, I met my students. (laughs) 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 D'Amico was one of my first students, first period. It was okay. ninth grade English. And so that's how I met him, a couple other kids. Marvin Johnson was a student of mine. Um, Danisha's boyfriend, that they're all friends. Okay. Uh, a friend. <laughs> it, like all of them. And I've like I've helped the, everyone either get into real estate uh-huh. or buy a house. And it's yeah. like, wow, these were there, there was a reason for all
0: Absolutely. of this. And it all came
1: together. Uh-huh. But I taught for a few years, and then I was like, still doing real estate. Never mm-hmm. stopped. It was right. just part time. Right. And I made the decision. I was like, you know what? I'm like using my planning period to have to go show houses. Right. I was like, uh, as soon as school's over, I have to run and go show houses. So I was like, I love teaching, love what I did. I felt like I gave back to the community mm-hmm. that gave to me during the- the recession we had no 08. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's time for me to move on. Right, And that's when I went back into real estate full-time, okay. got my broker's license, and here I am today. I've been doing it since 2017, full-time, leveled up, super, super successful, and yes. it's all thanks to the grace of God and yes. all the experiences I had to go through yes. Yes. to become ex- who I am.
0: Exactly. All of those painful little experiences yeah. that you had to go through, yeah. yes. So I love that. That was awesome. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot, but that was <laughs> awesome. I love that. Okay, so um, so great. So that kind of leads into this lovely little gem right here. I love this girl so much. So Octavia, um, Octavia and I know each other from Great Clips. So Octavia came to me when you were in school, correct? Yes. So let's tell us a little <clears throat> bit about your journey into... Um, real estate.
2: Okay. Um, I started out at Great Clips. I was working there part-time uh-huh. when I was still in college. Uh-huh. And then after I graduated college, I was like, um, well, I have my degree in English as well. Uh-huh. I need to do something besides right. working at Great Clips. It was extra income, but, you know, <laughs> I need to do something different. Um, then I decided I was going to be a substitute teacher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work very well, especially okay. the middle schoolers. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. they, they, um, yeah yeah so I stayed at Great Clips a little longer Uh and then um, actually the manager of the complex that I lived in he came in for me to cut his hair all the time Uh and I just started talking to him I was like you know I think I want to start doing property management I'm gonna do what you do and he's like well I'm about to leave this property but we're looking for Someone to fill the position. I'm like, oh, okay, just that right. conversation just started it. Uh-huh. So I did property management for about three years. Okay. And I absolutely loved it. I loved uh-huh. helping the tenants coming in. I loved just talking to people, helping people struggling right. through something to help them get into a home.
0: Yep. And yep. then
2: the longer I was there, the more I was like, you know what, I need something more. I want something bigger. Mm-hmm. And I was also going through some drama okay. at my job that okay. made me say it's time to get up out of here.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, but- At Great Clips? No. At oh, okay. The property, at the property oh,
0: management. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. So
2: I left Great Clips <laughs> to do the property management and then that turned into a disaster. Yeah. Um, I think I did great because when I started there, everybody quit. It was just me there by myself and I didn't know a thing. And right. I'm like-
0: And you figured it out.
2: Yeah, and I'm like, okay. All right, so let's do this. And then six months in I was promoted. Another mm-hmm. six months in I was promoted. Then I yep. was promoted to assistant property manager. Yep. Um, but the manager at the time mm-hmm. wasn't who she said she was and then that turned into a big ordeal and mm-hmm. she ended up firing me. Okay. So that is a Little huge
0: hater type thing going on possibly. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: We're not gonna get into all yeah, that. We not gonna but get yeah, into it all. was it was bad. Okay. And so yeah, I got fired. Okay. And that was my very first corporate job real Grown up job, uh-huh. and I was fired after uh-huh. three years, and I had just had my son. He was about a, almost two, a year and a half, two or something like that. And I'm like, oh, now what?
0: Right. And I
2: have no job, no nothing. Yeah. So I had already always been thinking about doing real estate, but I didn't have time because I was literally working from nine to six, and then mm-hmm. staying later sometimes just to make sure my job was done. So mm-hmm. I didn't have the time to get into real estate to take the class and do all that extra stuff. So mm-hmm. when I was fired, um, Took some time to reflect and get myself together because, like I said, I was devastated. Never been fired. Never been told no before. So, <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, what the <laughs> 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 um, So, yeah. So, I took that time to, like I said, reflect. And then uh-huh. I took the class. And mm-hmm. I tried online mm-hmm. with my okay. son at home. Okay. And that was not it because you know, no income so no daycare. So I would right, stay with my mom for a little right. while. And I could not study with a toddler running around. Right. And it was also in the midst of COVID. So we uh-huh. couldn't go anywhere. We were stuck in the house. So stuck right. in the house with a two year old. Yeah. <laughs> so I just like, you know what? I'm just gonna take the class. I'm gonna take a week and you know, mom, mm-hmm. your dad, watch, watch your child so I can go and right. get take this, this class. Money. Yes. Right, right. So I did and it took me three tries
0: pass the test, yes. Okay. Um,
2: I was very discouraged after the second one because uh-huh. I didn't study after the second one. The first one, I'm like, you know what, I got this. I'm gonna go and do it. And then it was like, you right. Didn't study so regroup, get it together. So I passed the third try. Okay. Um, and then after that, I s- interviewed one broker, and mm-hmm. he was actually a friend of mine. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna just go with you. You know, I don't need to see no further than this. Right. And I didn't do my research and understand like the things that you need as a first year realtor of how the process works and what to do you know you go into real estate thinking i'm about to make all this money i'm about to be you know living my best life and that is not it
0: right that is
2: not how it works
0: i wanted to touch on that real quick so so and not saying that some of them aren't legit but you know you see all over instagram all over that you know basically it make it seem like anybody can go out here and be a real estate agent and just get that money so that is not the case like so these programs that you see where they have you what, what are your thoughts on those type of things? Like, you know, for instance, so how long did it take you from the time you went to school to the time you passed to actually get your license, both of you? From the time you started school to the time, like, so what is realistically the realistic, you know, time frame mm-hmm. for going to school and taking the test? And then um, if somebody is saying to you, you know, you need to pay $1,500 or whatever to get this course to... Is that the way to go? No. Basically. Way. Oh
1: my goodness. Absolutely no. okay. not.
0: Okay. So so what is the process for both of you? Like or how long did it take for both of you?
1: Uh, when I got my license in '05, took the class. St- I was the one in class who took notes. Uh-huh. Then made flashcards. Gotcha. And then typed my notes up at the end of each night <laughs> and brought them back to class. Uh-huh. Organized uh uh-huh. Flipping through asking questions about what I didn't understand, the next right. class. Right. And people would ask me for copies of my notes. Right. I think I was the I had the second highest score in that class I was in. Cause uh-huh. they they were like, Oh, look at oh. Right. and they said, take your test immediately, schedule it immediately. Okay. I scheduled it right away. I okay. think like a week later. And I passed the national I failed the state by like two questions because oh. they show you right. The, it pops right up. Okay. And I was like, mm. Her, right then I scheduled to retake the state. Gotcha. So I think that was a week later. I hear it's a little longer now mm-hmm. to schedule um, because mm-hmm. so many people were trying to get into real estate in mm-hmm. 2020 because they were seeing the success Ooh. because the rates went down and everyone was buying. Mm-hmm. Um, but it took me about two weeks. Like, oh, wow. I was done with my, I from started
0: my school. class. From in starting the- school to getting your, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Octavia?
2: <laughs> so my class was a week long because I did it okay. weekdays from 9 to 5. Okay. Um, yeah. But okay. Um, my class was not organized like yours was. My teacher was also a realtor. And he was more focused on his phone ringing and making sure his deals were going through than teaching us. Mm. Gotcha. So he kind of was like, wow. here's the book, read these chapters <laughs> amongst yourselves, I'll be right back. Okay. And so that's what it kept turning into. Gotcha. And then when it came time to take our class test, it was kind of like, well, you can do open book. Right. So we're like, okay, well, I'm not learning anything. Yeah, not. I'm right. Right. going off of what I see in the book. So that was extremely hard. So when it was time for me to take my test, I'm like, I don't know Uh what I'm doing. So um, I did like a bunch of practice tests thinking I got it. So then when I went in, I'm like, mm mm, when -hmm. I failed the first, well, I did, I passed the state on my first Mm track. So I was happy with that. But the national, didn't pass. So, uh, like I said, I thought I knew it all and Uh I went right back immediately. I think it was like a week I had to wait and it was like, mm mm, try again. So this time I took bigger steps to study and I was on YouTube and watching videos and all this stuff because There's a channel on YouTube. It's called The Prep Agent. If you want to be a real estate, watch The Prep Agent on YouTube because that's what helped me. And I would just listen to it because they would go through an entire exam and then explain the questions and not just give you the answer. And so just hearing that on repeat and repeat, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And then he Mm -hmm. explained it and broke it down to make it simpler. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay, okay. okay." So when I went back to take my uh, test again, so that time I waited maybe a month Mm -hmm. before I took it again, and then I passed it. Okay, um, and then that was in March. So I took my class in December, and I took it three times with between then until March. So three or four months.
1: That is really, and that's more realistic because uh-huh. again, I got my license in '05 when uh, when it wasn't so chaotic with agents right. flooding in. So ours was the same. It was a week long night course. Patsy Rogers and Pam Schultz, Long and Foster. That's how they reel me in. <laughs> Sweet older ladies. um uh-huh there I still see them to this day they're oh, they're still so in long. Chester <laughs> um and so that's like it was a little more they they weren't worried about their deals because they were brokers they were Gotcha. that they just taught the class that okay. was it um and so this is more realistic though because people unless you pass on the first go round my husband took the he's a great test taker uh-huh he passed first go round okay um and God what took the longest is the part where you have to submit your license to DPOR. You're waiting at least gotcha. 30 days for it to get activated. Gotcha. So when you say, how long does it take from beginning to end? Mm-hmm. Take the class. It's about a week or two, depending which one you take. And then pass the test. You mm-hmm. usually have to wait about a week before you can take the test because they have to submit your results. Okay. And then when you pass the test, mm-hmm. and that depends on how long it takes you to pass it, Right. But if you pass it right away, another 30 days to get your license. DPOR active, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Department of Occupational Regulation, yep. and then you get affiliated with a brokerage okay. and you hang your license there. And then gotcha. you have one year of training. You have to do 30 hours training in the first year to learn contracts, to learn more laws, fair housing. Gotcha. There are a lot to learn how to use MLS. Gotcha. That's your money maker, right? And then you got to pay some money. Right. People don't remit, realize that, and it depends on what time of the year you join. If you join in October, you're hit because you have to pay your dues plus next year's, because uh, that's when they charge us for gotcha. the the next year. Okay. So it's a doozy. It's probably like eighteen hundred dollars, right?
0: Okay. Wow.
1: Wow. Plus your your license fees, sixty five okay. bucks. The class is about five hundred dollars. Okay. You need to, and. Don't just quit your day job, have about three months of income reserved before you say bye. So when you asked me, so you just just did it and you went right in? No, I stayed at the bank until I had money saved Mm -hmm. and I felt comfortable, like I can do this. But as soon as I got my license, like I said, I was on the phone, hey, hey friend, hey, let's come on, buy a house. (laughs) Can I tell you about it? And you may have experienced this, new agents, Mm -hmm. You get your license and you're ready to go. Right. You know what's so disheartening? What is it? Your friends and family will not be your clients.
0: Absolutely. I think that's with any
1: business. (laughs) Yeah, that's
0: with any business. They will not be your clients. You have
1: to practice on people you don't know. Yeah. And if you do have family members that are willing to let you do it, God bless them because they know you're new. And that's why it's important to have a mentor. Yes. Um, who can say, yes, do this. This is what you need to put in the contract. Yes, Yes, come with me on a showing or come with me at an open house or come with me on an appointment and see what it's like. Let's do some role plays. Let's, here, this is what I do. Here's the paper. Like, uh, who can give you things. You probably need somebody who's not as productive as a top producer.
0: Okay. (laughs)
1: Because we really are trying to produce. Right. Um, When I started the... The team, the Daniel Byers Real Estate Group, Mm -hmm. I needed help because I would have like 20 clients at a time. And I'm like, I got to be at this house, this house, this house, this house, this house. I mean, I'm up at 8 a.m. starting my first showing and getting home at 8 p.m. Wow. It was insane. And I was like, I need help. I can't do this all. I can't work with this many people at one time. Right. And that's what prompted me to do it. That's what prompted my husband to get his license. I didn't even know he was getting it. He's like, you need help. I'm going to open some doors for you. And when you hear your child, she was seven at the time.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She was like, I'm not going to be a realtor mom. I was like, why? She's like, because I'm going to spend time with my kids. I was like, oh. Time to yeah. get a team.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yep. For sure. Yeah. Like literally, she yeah. she still rides in the car with me on showing sometimes, though. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It happens. But um, they also see. Like my older kids, they're like, My mom's a boss. She works hard. Right. She right. doing her thing. Right. So they get it and they love it. And they're like, When are we going shopping again. <laughs> or, right. Thanks for the car, mom. Like, right. you know, stuff like that. And that's that's what I do it for. Yeah. my children are my why. Yeah. So when my youngest told me, Not doing what you do because of how much time it took, that's why I was like, I need some rock stars to be a part of this team mm-hmm. and why not help some newer agents make money cause they're not, Yeah, they're not, they're not selling houses unless they're under somebody who I has the count. clients.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So that brings me into the mentoring side of things. Oh, no. So, <laughs> so, um, I thought it was really, um, you know, I definitely believe in energy and timing and just the divine timing of everything. And so, um, over the summer, Octavia had reached out to me. She had her license. And I guess she was in that window where she was like, "Okay, where do I go with this? And trying to figure out what her next step was. And so and I think that's just something that we do just as people. We always go back to what we're comfortable with, you know. And so as badly as I would have loved to have had her back on, you know, a team at Great Clips, I just did not feel like that was growth for her. You know, it was a step backwards, period. Any way I looked at it, me trying to keep you in some kind of way was to me being selfish. You know, I did whatever I could because you came to me. But I was thinking to myself, I got to she got to find something else. It's not going to be this. So (laughs) and so because of that, you were always kind of on my mind. And so when I saw Danielle, you know, building her team and. I reached out to Octavia and I said, this is who you need to reach out to. And she said, I just started. I just got hired. And it was yeah. like, yes, <laughs> look at that. I was so That's thankful so awesome. for that. Yes. Yeah, so and one of the things I saw that you did with her that just was like really comforting for me and my heart and just was like, yes, I'm so glad she's there. Um, you took her to the conference. And that was one of the things that my boss did for me when I first started with him within a month. He took me to and it just opened my eyes and it was just so powerful. And I was like, yes, this is going to be so good for her. So I was just really excited about that. It moves me like look at you like seriously, because, (laughs) you know, like it matters. Mm -hmm. It matters. The people you align yourself with, it matters. So.
1: I didn't realize it was that important, but that's that's cool. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) Oh, that's touching. Yes. It was empowering.
0: Yes. So what was that like for you as a new agent? Like, what did that do for your spirit? Like, I know you probably like, oh, yes. Thank you, God. Like, seriously, because when you're looking for something and you're trying, you know what I mean? And and I think a, a lot of times i don't know if people understand the entrepreneurial efforts that are required especially with anything that requires some type of licensing or trade you know you kind of working for yourself and you have to figure it out for yourself and not necessarily knowing where to start besides saying okay i have this and now i'm on your team what do we do next you know so I'm sure, so Epte, we just kind of talk about that for a little bit, if you don't mind. Of
2: course, um, so Danielle kept talking to our team about Tom Ferry. She's like, yep, uh-huh. I'm going to go to the Tom Ferry Summit because uh-huh. I go every year, and uh-huh. so you're going to get so pumped up, and like, she uh-huh. was pumping me up, and I'm yes. just like, okay, I'm going. Yes. And, but then I thought about it, and I'm like, okay, so you, know, you don't really have a lot of money right no. now. <laughs> so, so I called her one day, and I'm like, ma'am, Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I would love to go, cause uh-huh. I'm. But is this gonna be a good investment for me in my future with real estate? And she's like, Well, what? What's the investment? Uh-huh. And I'm like, You know, investing in myself, going there to get the knowledge and the experience. And she's like, Yes, uh-huh. I think it is gonna be something good because you're gonna look at things totally different. It's gonna get your mindset together, and right. that's exactly exactly what happened like i was there and i'm just looking at all these people there and i'm just like
0: right i it almost
2: felt like in a sense like i made it i'm yeah, here yeah. and this is what's happening like is yeah. this is what she does this is where she's go- oh i'm on board because <laughs> yes. i'm trying to be like her yes. Like yes she is definitely my idol oh. yeah so it's just just being under her wing is just a an experience I never thought I needed yeah. or I was worthy of. Uh, in, the, in the beginning. I, I've earned my keep Yes, she has. Right. Yes, she I has. has. But in the beginning, I'm just like, you know, when I first met her, I was very intimidated. Very intimidated. Yeah. Because I'm like, um this lady is yeah: yes. she got her ish together. Yes, and that's she does. where I'm trying to be and that's who I want to be. I know that's right. And then like when she started kinda of teaching me and coaching me and then I understood that it was more of she was nurturing me. Uh-huh. And she didn't make me feel less than or make me feel like, you know, you don't know what you're doing. So, you know, it right. was always like, Okay, but do it better next time.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. but
2: not not so harsh. It wasn't like she was just right. like so if I mess up with something, she'll look at me, she would be like, Okay. So what do you think you should have done differently? Or yeah. what have you done to fix it or yes. something like that? So yes. I love that. I love that. Absolutely. If I feel like I mess up something, I'm like, Daniel, um, I think I didn't do this right. And she's like, okay, well, right. let's fix it. Right. So I never felt like I was... Um, being frowned upon or anything like that. Like she's yeah. been like guiding me and like, okay, yeah, but don't do it again. Yeah. Cause that's what I need. I need that. I need to-
0: Be specific. Don't do that shit
2: again. <laughs> it's gonna
1: cost us some
2: money. Exactly. Exactly. I love that.
0: That's the Aries in her love. Yeah. Yes, honey. Yeah, we're gonna get it straight out. Listen, so this is what we not gonna do again. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um, but I need that. I needed yeah. someone to dig in me and be like, Okay, but next yeah. time there's no more mess ups. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Fine, sorry. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, back to the whole Time Fair experience. Um, I was just grateful to be there. Uh-huh. Um, I had never even a touchy moment here. I've never been in a hotel alone before. Like, just to have that experience away from everybody, away from my son. I love my baby to death. But, you know, just, you know, coming from staying at home mom to not having money like that. Mm -hmm. And then being on this experience and then having my own room. Yes. What? (laughs) Okay. We broke. And I was just like, the next morning I woke up, I was just like, damn, like, this is great. Like, Uh thank you. Before I even got to the, the conference, I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I can't believe just little things like that. Yeah. Um, But just the conference itself is just, I can't even put it in words. It just made me feel so much more confident. It made me feel um, like, okay, because it's like top producers that are like celebrity Agents, they mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. their struggles that they went through and mm-hmm. how they overcame it, and all about your mindset because that's something I definitely struggle with—is my mindset mm-hmm. because I'm a huge, huge overthinker. I overthink every, gotcha. every little thing. Okay, so just hearing it from other people that are millionaires, yes. saying these type of things, and I'm just like, okay, okay. So yeah. if they can do it, then so can I. Yeah. So I'm just grateful for that experience mm-hmm. and thank yeah. you again. You're, um, you're welcome. Thank you. She's my. It's funny.
1: Um. They were, my sister-in-law and my husband, last night, we were reorganizing his office so he can get into boss mode, too. Uh (laughs) They were um, saying, oh, who's the, I'm not going to put her out there like, she's like, who's the cute, who's that cute little girl? Um, She's like, I and Sean was like, that's Danielle's protege right there. I know that. And I was like, oh. Yes. I, love, I love it. And it's not, I, all of my team members are amazing yes. um, and they're all going to do great things. Octavia told me, I want to, I want to follow you. I want to work under you. I want to be in the mm-hmm. office with you. I want to be in your space. And that let me know how much more serious she was about elevating. Yes, And when someone comes to you with that drive and that desire, you know, they're going to be a rock star and she's yes. killing it. Yes, The average realtor uh-huh. Real estate agent, real tour, uh-huh. um, sells one to three homes a year. Right. Did you know that? We I got about 7,000 agents in Richmond. Wow. 6,000 of them are not selling homes. Wow. They might sell one, two, or three a year to a friend or family member. Yeah. They'll put a deal together for them. The other 1,000 are producing. Mm-hmm. Octavia is in that 1,000 because she is producing. She's not just doing one to three a year now. Yeah and then there are the you know there's the top 500 and they're they're part of the rich and real producers and then there's the top 100 okay and to see like just for me seeing myself being in that group yeah i felt like you did at times i can't believe i'm in the room with these yes. people yes like, right wow right okay uh, but then it's like but they're real people just like exactly. me exactly and you did the work so why shouldn't you be why in shouldn't the room? you be in the room exactly right? this is yes I, And you're going to get there too. You're going to just keep on because it's in you. Yes.
0: And I just love to see it. I'm so thankful. (laughs) I really am. I'm so excited. You all both inspire and motivate me. So, um, question. So how long have you been going to the Tom Ferry convention?
1: 2017 was, I I started Tom Ferry in 2017. And have
0: you been every year? Do you make it a...
1: a I did not go during COVID because they didn't have it. Um, but it is, it's a thing that I have to do, um, I've been to Nashville with him, Anaheim. Where were we this time? Houston. Houston. Mm-hmm. He's his new home is in Houston, so that's where it's going to be for a while. Okay. Um, he's got something coming up in Vegas for the elite producers or the All elites, right. and I'm thinking about going. It's in February. Okay. Like, okay. Might go party with them. I <laughs> know that's right. But yeah. um, I might. It's just yeah. It's so necessary to 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 get the the reset. Mm -hmm. It's like a reset button. Mm -hmm.
0: So that's what you would suggest for real estate agents. If you're serious about this. Join
1: coaching. Yep. Uh Do some coaching or get a coach or just get a mentor who's going to poke you and probe you and hold you accountable. Like with my team, I give them like the Tom Ferry stuff I get when Mm -hmm. I meet with my coach. Mm -hmm. She's like, so where's their accountability? Why didn't this person sell a house at all this month? And then I'm like, what y'all do? Right. Did you make your phone calls? Show me your sheet. Right. So it's just, um, that accountability uh-huh. is really important. And that's why if you're a new agent and you just go out here clueless, right. you're not going to sell any houses. So was that kind of
0: like your mentoring the time for, or did you? Oh have no, I just started
1: that in 2017. I did not have a mentor when I got into real estate in 2005.
0: And do you feel like you would have benefited? If- it from it, or do you just? feel, I like, feel your like personality would have gotten you.
1: I would have blown up even faster. Gotcha. Yeah. Just because I I like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. Right. All right. Um, let's see. Um, forgot I was Rookie of the Year already. Could yes. you imagine? Yeah, girl. Yes. Yes. <laughs>
0: Adam, coach.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, let's see, ladies. Is there anything you, any questions you all have for me or anything or? Anything you want to share. Wow.
1: What are your home goals? Like, what do you want to do? What do you see so yourself
0: Ideally, doing? vision. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to be completely honest. Yes, here. yes, So right now, ideally, I want to, my next step, I want to buy something that can generate income for me. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a multifamily unit or a rental unit or whatever, that's my next step. I don't see me necessarily. Granted, I would love to buy a house one day, but I've always had, you know, painful truth here coming. Mm-hmm. Um, So I feel like my life has been on hold for a very long time waiting for my husband mm-hmm. who has not shown up yet. Mm-hmm. FYI. So, <laughs> so FYI, fellas, he's not here yet. Nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so because of that though, you know, like visions of my home stuff, so I've never really had those because that wasn't there, you know, that piece wasn't there. So now, um, it's you know, in this boss mode mentality again. So I want to buy something that will generate me some income. And then ideally we, I have some land in Powhatan. I want to build something. So, so that, you know, I got a 10 year vision. Okay.
1: So multifamily homes Mm -hmm. you're already thinking like an investor okay all realtors I feel real estate agents brokers Mm -hmm. should own a door whether it's your own house or an investment property or rental Mm -hmm. I feel like if you haven't been through the process you can't make certain relations to people right right you have to you we can empathize with you all day that's easy but Go through the process, buy a right. house, sell a house, right. know what it really is like to be in their shoes. Right. Okay. But the multifamily homes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Great idea. Lots of people do it. Mm-hmm. A duplex even. Right. You live in one. Yep. And let your tenant pay your mortgage. Yep. Great yep. idea for anyone who's thinking of doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Number two, though, this is more important to me because you said you're waiting on the husband to, to make that move. Do you know, I'm just like thinking about all these bad ass women that I have put into homes. Just, I'm I'm just thinking about maybe the last 12 to 24 months. Yeah. When I look at couples or men, and then I look at single lady, all the single ladies. Yeah. They're the ones. Those are my clients. I know. I know. I mean, and, and I post them all the time. And I'm yeah. like, look at this baddie. Look at her. She's yeah. doing it. Yes. Don't, don't wait on anybody. Do no, your thing, I'm not. girl. I had to make a mindset
0: shift in order yeah. to. But I do recognize that mm-hmm. that has been my, uh, you know, a part of my holdup. Yeah. There was you know, a whole mentality article. Mentality-wise, yeah.
1: Good. And I'm so glad you changed your mindset because yes. we, you just can't wait on anything. No. So you keep. Absolutely not. And you're landing Powhatan. Um, that's great that you already own it. Mm-hmm. Have you gotten it perked? If you don't know what that means, have you gotten it tested to f- like a feasibility study to see how many bedrooms and bathrooms can fit on this land?
0: I have not. So that's where you start.
1: Yeah. Start there and find out. Is it subdividable? I don't know how many okay. acres you have. Um, look it's into almost that. Almost two. Okay. So probably just one home. Mm-hmm. So get a feasibility study done. See if okay. it perks for three bedrooms, four bedrooms, okay. your septic system is going to be based on the number of bedrooms, not bathrooms. You can have a two bedroom house with eight bathrooms.
0: Wow. Interesting.
1: It's based on the people that they think are going to live there that use those bathrooms. Got you. And so who, who does a perk? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a couple of people who do it. I'll send okay. you the links to okay. some, just... some of the people that I would suggest. Um, okay. And I just asked that question just that's a because
0: that's right. You know, and I just figured that's a question that other people would, they do, they want right. to know and exactly. I'll get the answer so, for you yeah. and you okay. can, you could put it in the link. Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: All right. Um, and then, yeah. Anything else? No, I, I want to thank you for giving us this opportunity to like, just be here with yeah. you. Yeah. Talk a little bit about real estate. Yeah. Um, to hear some of your painful truths yeah. and to, to share that and to help us open up and share some of the things we've been through. And we all agree it's, it's, it's the pain and the struggles that make us who we are. And where, where are you on your journey now? Me? Mm -hmm. Oh, that was a good (laughs) one. Um,
0: I am on the journey. Um, I would say, um, I, I feel like I'm at the beginning of this mm-hmm. particular journey mm-hmm. um um, it's just one of them though, you know what I mean yep. like you know this journey will lead into another one. I will honestly say, I'm very comfortable with the skin I'm in at okay. this point in my life, you Love know it. like i don't I trust that things happen how they're supposed to um like you know, I put all of my faith in God, I trust him, so I don't really question anything, you know. And I'm thankful for that and that's been a process getting to this place so um, and journaling has done that for me Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of really what all of this is really about my painful truths I'm able to share my painful truths because I've shared them with myself over and over and over and over again and honey after looking at them tears on the page, okay like (laughs) okay now what we gonna do girlfriend how many times you gonna come here and look at me and cry all over me what we gonna do about this and so You know, when you have those conversations with yourself, and I've had them so many times, and again, journaling allows me to see that, and I just think that's so important. So kind of that's really what this all kind of comes back to for me, just Mm -hmm. how do you get back to yourself? How do you figure out what you need to do to say, okay, this is the next step. This is where I go from here. This might hurt. It may be a little painful, but on the other side of it if I can get through it and I will. Mm-hmm. You know, it's some light, it's some love over there and that's what I'm... So yeah, so I'm on the journey of light and love,
1: girlfriend. That's where I'm at. Love it. <laughs> love it. Just add to that journal. Put put a little section in there, your affirmations. Yes,
0: I have some. You do yeah, the affirmations. I do affirmations. So that's really quickly before we end, that's what I wanted to ask. So what are some of your self-care? Like, um, number one, do you have a morning routine? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you bet your bottom dollar. I know you do. So, <laughs> so I I tell my team this all the time. I'm like, you get up, drink like some coffee sometimes. Um, mm-hmm. but I just get up and I just say thank you mm-hmm. for waking up. Yep. Um, yep. I'll listen to some type of meditation, some type of music, yep. some type of inspirational message. Yep. Maybe read a few pages in a book. I'm reading Relentless right now. Okay. Um, it's good. It's uh Kobe Bryant's coach. Oh, okay. Oh, I forgot his name, but Relentless is the book. Okay. Um, And it's just about, because I went through a little, little thing recently where I was like, this is a lot. I'm trying to do a whole lot right mm-hmm. now. What did mm-hmm. I just take on? Right. I was like having some self-doubt. Yeah. And so that book was like, no, this is what, this is what successful people go through. Yeah. They do that. They question themselves. Yeah. Um, so it's, that made me feel a lot better, but just reading something, um, and it's the same thing. I'm supposed to exercise every day. Yeah, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit that is part of my morning routine that I skip out on sometimes. Okay. Um, but that's it. You write down your affirmations. Write yeah. down, thank you for this. I'm glad I had this closing. I'm so thankful that, you know, an agent was able to get through that crazy transaction. Whatever. I write something down. Thank you for letting my daughter pass her test. Just whatever. It goes in the affirmation section. Yes. And yes. then... um, Thinking about how, how does this go? And then Lord, I, I jump on, I jump on the email, gotcha. get on the phone, uh-huh. look at the, the biggest thing. Oh my goodness. First thing I do actually is look at my calendar to make sure that, um, you're fine. Yeah. Just reviewing okay. my calendar, reviewing mm-hmm. my schedule so that I know where I have to be. Yes, but my I schedule is morning. always the same. Like okay. in the morning I do my little routine, just the thankfulness, the, the mm-hmm. education, um, And then I start my phone calls, my email follow ups, and like if I'm showing houses that day, I'm printing Mm -hmm. that stuff out, getting ready, so that I can go. Right. And that's like every two hours every morning. It's just calling people, following up, touching base, seeing where we are in transactions, just so that I know things are running smoothly. Yeah. Um. And then after that, it's appointments. All appointments for the rest of the day, and at the end of the night, you just look back. Or at the end of the night, you're typing up an offer because Mm -hmm. you know somebody wanted to write a contract. Right, right. And that's why it's hard to sometimes do stuff for yourself. Exactly, exactly. But you gotta pencil it in. (laughs) So, so
0: that's your morning routine. And then for self care, what is your self like? What do you like? It's no. For instance, I get my nails done every two weeks. Everybody knows that at the Mm -hmm. shops. Everywhere they know, oh no, this is the Tuesday to roll get a nails done. Mm-hmm. So what is your what is something that you commit to for yourself? Outside I, of your morning routine.
2: I do
1: commit to at least getting my nails done. The mm-hmm. problem with me is I'm so hard on them. Mm-hmm. They they're gonna see me more than every two weeks. Gotcha. I break nails like crazy. I'm really? like opening a lockbox, pulling signs out, throwing. Oh yes, yes. Girl, moving yes. furniture, it's it's yes. insane. Like yeah. I'm I'm something's getting damaged. Um, once a month always get the, the massage. Okay. Um but that's that's my thing is I don't do enough self care. Okay. Well and I'm gonna have to work now, on yeah, it. Yeah, we're
0: getting ready to go into a brand new year. So there we go. I'm gonna follow up with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Octavia, what is your morning routine if you have one and then what do you do for self care?
2: <clears throat> Excuse me. So my morning routine is not as extensive and and organized as Daniel's is. It's kind of sometimes Uh there isn't one, and sometimes there is. Okay. Um, Mainly my morning consists of getting my son ready for school, taking him to school, that whole Mm -hmm. thing. Because, you know, he's only four, so I got to do everything still. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after that, it's follow-ups, emails, stuff like that. And then coffee or whatever else comes into play. Okay. And I'm in the process of working on myself, so I don't mm-hmm. really do a lot for myself at this moment. Okay. So, um, we're, like you say, in the process,
0: so you're figuring out what I that self care is going to look yes. like.
2: I'm figuring it out. Perfect. Because it's never been a thing for me. It's just kind of like get to it when you get to it, do it okay. and, or don't.
0: Okay. So, that's what my purpose is. So, that's what we're going to do. We're going to meet for lunch and we're going to come up with your self care routine and okay. your morning routine going into the next year. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Love it. Yes. yes. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. All right, ladies. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. This has been awesome. I'm just so thankful. And um, it's turned out exactly how I wanted to. I mean, I have really no, you know, I have a small vision going in, but I just really wanted it to be organic and just um, real. And I think we achieved that today. For sure. Yes. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, lovely ladies. Um, I will have some links. Mm-hmm. attached and yep so yep so as always I want you all to follow the light feel the love through the pain light and love always always <music>